All right, Christy, our marketing research team shared some findings with us, and I've got to present them. Okay. Um, I'm in my pajamas. Is this going to be a problem? Also, I have a question. Why is there a clam tank in our closet? It's not a clam. That's what I was getting to. Market research has found that to be more relatable to a wider audience, we have to have an adorable animal sidekick. So meet Potty. Why did we name a clam potty? Christy, it's not a clam. It's a brachiopod. I know it kind of looks like a clam, but it has left-right symmetry while clams have top-bottom symmetry. It's actually from a completely different animal group. Sure. So uh, what does it do? Oh, it's a little filter feeder. It's just going to hang out and eat particulate matter. Okay, so how is this supposed to make us relatable? Cute animal sidekick. Cute? You don't think it's cute? Look at that symmetry. No, it looks like a clam, or even if it's a brachiopod. Hmm. Well, it provides us with extra brand recognition. Yeah, but now we have to take care of it. Is that a saltwater tank? Is it just going to be in our closet forever? That water sound is going to wreck our audio. Oh, I hadn't really considered that. Maybe I should take Potty back to the exotic sea life store? I think so, dear. Well, back to the drawing board. Well, while we're in here, are you ready to talk about comics? Yes. I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's on Infinite Earth, the podcast where nothing will ever be the same. Welcome, readers, to our one-shot episode covering all-new Wolverine, issue seven. Look, if you had one shot. I would not miss my chance to blow. <laughs> you know, I've heard that an opportunity to talk about this particular issue of all-new Wolverine comes once in a lifetime. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. 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 Uh, I am. I am excited by this. This request. This patron requested issue yeah. because, as we established early on, like one of the first ongoing comics that I read on a weekly basis was Squirrel Girl. True, a monthly basis. Yes. <laughs> You're like I would a wait until that- four of them. <laughs> cropped up and then i would read one every week (laughs) (laughs) listen i like having a few issues to read at a time yeah you know but yes i do enjoy squirrel girl Mm -hmm. and wolverine that sounds pretty neat Uh because it's it's not the wolverine that i'm kind of like about you're eh, but i love all wolverines all all wolverines are accepted here I mean, accepted, yes. Am I ever going to, like, want to read a Wolverine title with Logan? You didn't like that one where he had to fight the mall Santa? It was, like, one issue. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I I was excited for this crossover issue. Yeah. Uh, This one was requested by Jason Large, so big thanks to Jason. Yeah. uh, For kind of... Thinking outside the box, I made a little box with my fingers. Nobody saw it because this is an audio medium. I I feel like this was a pick for us. 
Yeah. For 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 me specifically and my tastes. This is like the intersection of things that I like. True, true. Women, comics, squirrels. Also, cute animals, cute wolverines. Yep. It's everything you love. Everything I love. If only there were snacks. Yeah. This is we're really getting really getting like halfway karaoke on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. You're into our into our karaoke? Well, I really hope our listeners are, because I bet it is not coming quite as nicely for them. Are you critiquing my karaoke abilities? No, just our mic abilities, I think. There's just only so much mic that can, you know, like, this isn't like a... You realize that one of our cold opens was you singing the Cheers theme in a parody. Yeah, I don't think it was good, but it was funny. <laughs> You realize this is not this is not us dipping our toe in karaoke for the first time. No, we've only, we don't think we've ever done it before. I don't remember any other time. We just need to get two princes playing, and Chris will Chris will go off. Semi charmed life. Ooh, it'd be over, readers. This would no longer be a comics podcast. This would be a Chris karaoke podcast. <laughs> Think there's a podcast out there where someone just sings karaoke songs and someone's like, I can't wait for this week's installment. Okay, you had me up until the I can't wait for this week's installment because would somebody make a podcast that was just them singing karaoke? Probably. Would anyone listen to it? That is that is where you lost me at. Like I, I don't I don't know that there is You don't think there's an audience, an audience out there for, for karaoke themed podcasts? No, but I am very appreciative of our audience here at Chris's and our patrons. <laughs> Occasionally putting up with stuff. And so you don't have to put up with any more karaoke. <laughs> Maybe we should get right on into that that summary. Sure, summary. All-New Wolverine number 7, written by Tom Taylor, penciled and inked by Marcio Takara, Colored by Jordan Boyd, lettered by Corey Pettit, and edited by Mark Panizia and Christina Harrington. Laura Kinney and her cloned sister Gabby are living together in an apartment after Laura rescued Gabby from Alchemax Genetics. We start with a dream where Logan has to leave the Xavier Institute, but convinces Laura to stay, but she begs him to stay as she wakes up to a grrrring at the door. It's Squirrel Girl, carrying a Wolverine. Like an actual one. She brought it to try to bridge understanding between her and Laura. But Laura reminds Squirrel Girl that she can't understand Wolverine's speech. Meanwhile, Gabby is immediately in love with this new pet. Squirrel Girl relays to Wolverine that she accidentally destroyed a squirrel's home when she caused a car crash. And the men in the car crash have caused the squirrel, who is a father, to go missing. Laura and Squirrel Girl go to find this father squirrel, and Laura tells Gabby she has to remain at home, echoing her earlier dream. They sneak into an apartment building after meeting the squirrel's family, tracking the missing squirrel to a kid who has been keeping him in a shoebox. All's well that ends well as Squirrel Girl and Wolverine reunite the family. Laura comes home and chats with Gabby. Gabby assumes Laura is trying to get rid of her, which she kind of was, because she wanted to give Gabby a normal life. However, Laura promises to not leave her again, and they become a little family.
That's got to be one of the shortest summaries that we've ever had, but short and sweet. Somehow that Superman one with, with the first like team up between Superman and Batman was way longer. Well, it was very dense. It a was. lot of a lot of things happened in it. Whereas this one is pretty pretty heavy on the the character development. Mm-hmm. Like even though that this is a team up issue between Doreen Green and Laura Kinney, mm-hmm. it it's not really about their relationship. No. It's about this developing relationship that we have between Laura and Gabby. It's a turning point. Yes. Now, this this is, I believe, the first issue after the first arc of All-New Wolverine, mm-hmm. where Laura discovers that she had three sister sisters who were cloned right. from her, two of which died in the process, and Gabby was the only one who, who made it out. Right. So... This opening sequence that we have, this kind of flashback dream sequence uh, to one of Laura's presumably, I guess, last exchanges for with Wolverine, who is supposed to be dead at this point. He is dead at this point. Um, there is uh, the the other Logan at this point is old man Logan from the Secret Wars Age of Apocalypse universe. It is slightly exhausting in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But... Getting to see, you know, that exchange and and getting to see her grow from that and recognize that, you know, she doesn't have to be Logan to be Wolverine. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That was that is kind of the whole point that she doesn't have to just she can learn from things that hurt her. Mm Kind of reminds you of like. As an adult. There are certain things you internalize that your parents did when you were a child that hurt you. And that, 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 you know, that doesn't mean they're bad parents or whatever. Mm -hmm. It is just at some point your parents probably messed up and you, uh, in certain cases, you probably remember it. Right. You probably remembered the mess up and you are trying to not do it again. If you, if you subsequently have kids, Mm -hmm. I feel like we as parents, this is a thing I, I, I think about a lot. It's like, Oh, absolutely. X thing I hated. I don't want to do X thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And inevitably you're, you're going to make some other mistakes, but I appreciate the storytelling and the bringing of squirrel girl into all of this, uh, because it's just this, it's, I always love squirrel girl storytelling because solving the conflict very rarely involves punching like yes she can eat nuts and kick butts has she defeated thanos the mad titan yes but it's this this is not a comic about about punching it's a comic about family and we we see that in the squirrel family itself like the I, i i just i just love Doreen on a little mission to find the squirrel. Like, could she have been fully capable of locating a squirrel herself? Probably. But the fact that she tracks down Laura and makes her accountable for her actions. Well, she tracks down a Wolverine because she thinks that that will bridge the gap. (laughs) What? It's it. Jonathan was a peace offering. 
Now, Jonathan was also experimented upon, so Laura Laura kind of felt for him in that way instead of Gabby. But I just love that she's like, you know, we are both human beings and I could just talk to you, but I thought it'd be easier if I brought you this Wolverine. <laughs> it's great. And, you know, I love that the resolution to the missing squirrel. Like, you think, oh, you know, something really bad maybe happened to the squirrel because, you know, Laura put a tracker on the squirrel to, like, lead the bad guys away from the... off her trail. And the squirrel, in the process of escaping said bad guys, gets captured by a small child <laughs> who keeps him, who in, a keeps him in a shoebox. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty wild. And... It's just a it's just a cute little story that gives Laura the opportunity to reflect on family and what she wants family to be for her going forward. Yeah. I think Laura has such an interesting character arc. She didn't appear first in comics. Mm. She was in a cartoon in X-Men Evolution. Mm-hmm. Which was the cartoon where they're all in like they all go to like normal high school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was in that first, and they decided to port her to the comics. Her origin story in comics is awful. It's terrible. It's not even like worth talking about. Okay. I mean, like the fact that she's a clone of Wolverine and it was like experimented on is rough enough, but they, it is like even worse than that. Okay. Uh, it's from a series called NYX, which is it's not good. Mm. I thought you just told me it wasn't worth talking about. Well, I don't want to talk about the origin, but <laughs> okay. I feel like NYX is like if they tried to make X-Men, but with the show Skins. Do you remember the show Skins? You maybe didn't watch Skins. I didn't. It's it's very like teens having troubles, but it's like it's it's not it's not always very funny about it. It's like teens having real troubles. Mm. It feels like it was like it's it's trying to be like that, but it, it is it is wrought with such a like awfully heavy hand that it is it's just it's just bad okay mm-hmm. we've seen the the main character from that in that remember that x-force crossover where there was the the woman who could manipulate time and she was in the far future and laura was like oh my gosh it's my friend it's my friend caden and she's in the future and i can't believe they're making her do this mm, yeah mm-hmm. yep and that she's like never been talked about again is Caden is Caden on Krakoa? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, they're all there. Everybody. Anybody you want to be there that you haven't seen elsewhere is there. Is Squirrel Girl there, Christy? No. Well, I don't, Gwenpool's there. Gwenpool is there because she she was she was retroactively made a mutant, which is funny because Squirrel Girl was retroactively made not a mutant. Mm-hmm. In a funny little scene in this in the unbeatable Squirrel Girl comic where it says that she was born with her powers but is legally distinct from a mutant. <laughs> That was a fun retcon. So it it is absolutely perfect that Squirrel Girl's appearance in all new Wolverine is meant to teach a fun, heartwarming lesson. <laughs> yes, I suppose like, that's true. It, it's a lesson that could have been learned in a dark, gritty way, but it was just sweet, and I like that. I kind of liked the character contrast of that Laura is very grumpy. Yeah. And Squirrel Girl is not. I I love that Laura is kind of grumpy. The the guy who writes this, Tom Taylor, 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting in that he seems to either write, like, alternate universe stories where everything dark happens, mm-hmm. or, like, kind of almost, like, halfway saccharine stories. Mm. Um, like, he's currently writing, super, like, the Son of Superman books, which was, like, the one that had, like, the incredibly heavy-handed school shooting metaphor ah. with the guy who is loading bullets into his gun that says thoughts and prayers. And then when he he said something like, it's too early to politicize this. But I feel like all new, uh, a lot of people like all new Wolverine a lot. And I feel like all new Wolverine, he tended to blend sort of his, his seemingly very distinct <laughs> things that he does in a way that like works out really well. See, and I haven't read it, but after reading this issue... Like, I feel like it's something that could be up my alley, and maybe I just really like this this squirrel girl issue. Yeah, I maybe really you like just squirrel like squirrel girl. girl. But I it it would be enough to make me give it a shot. Yeah, it's a short ish run. I think it got like twenty five issues. Hey, that's better than a lot of things I'd like to read. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> things recently have been getting more issues, but like recently, I feel like they haven't they haven't done a ton that you like. Like, so it's like. <laughs> toss up like you really like like there were tons of of like i like female-led books yeah and there were tons of them that got like between 10 and 12 issues Mm -hmm. and they all came out in like a few years and you like gobbled them all up and like i would start reading one on marvel unlimited i'm like can we get this from the shop and you're like no that that got canceled it's been canceled already yeah oh (laughs) and now like dc is doing that and marvel is not so I just I need I need to make the switch. I need I need that queer content. There's I need way, that female way, way content. Way more in DC. Marvel's really running behind on that sort of stuff. You, you get you get like some, mm-hmm. like, but it's so it's it's it is so rare. Whereas like Harley and Ivy as a couple have been like a thing for like several years at this point. Right. Midnighter and Apollo just showed up in a Superman comic. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, I could also get that from non-Big 2 comics. Like, yeah, probably the comics that I would love the most are not Big 2 comics. I just am I really like... bad at finding and reading things that I like. I feel like like, there's a lot of queer content in non-Big 2 books, but there is mostly a lot of queer content in non-direct market books. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Paper Girls. Paper Girls is all done. Mm-hmm. You I can get, fit, I need you to can read get the, the big, the big, the big book of it, which you would not. You don't like those, but mm-hmm. no, it's it is it's weird in that I'm I'm trying to think of like even just characters. What mm-hmm. is like? I think there's a there's but, a Spider Woman and a Captain Marvel book mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and I don't. I have not particular particularly enjoyed either of those <laughs> right? two titles. But my point with. Like, me enjoying the female-led books. Like, I feel like this gave me a little taste of the comics I really liked to read when I first started getting into comics. You started getting into comics on, like, this This was part of the all-new, all-different line, mm-hmm. which largely was terrible. But this one was, was I think, considered kind of a standout. Mm-hmm. And it did, that was a time where, like, Axel Alonzo was on, like, his last legs as editor-in-chief. But he did really still try all of these female-led books. Whereas, like... When Sobolski's come in, he does these long runs, so books do get to breathe, but like certain things get made and certain things don't. And it's hard to tell right now how much of that is due to the fact that it is a difficult time to print 
and take chances on new comics when there's not even like paper to print them on or it's hard to know how much of the how much of it is that and how much of it is the editorial style now granted there were a few years of editorial before this where i still don't feel like it was strongly pushed mm-hmm. and i'm sure that some readers going to be like no marvel's got tons of female led books but like dz just came out with a nubia book you know like <laughs> for some reason i thought that was not going to get very many issues i thought it was like yeah it's, and it, it was not it, it is not getting a ton, but... Yeah. I mean, it was still made. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was still made. So, but this is fun. It was it was a fun issue. We had fun animal sidekicks. Mm. Neat character stuff happened. Like, it, it's not super dense, but it's it's the kind of fun crossover that I love. I do like that if the, someone was like a hardcore Wolverine fan and this was the one they came in on and they were like really into Logan, I'm like, you know, th- this is like a trial by fire for them. They either really like it, a book with no punching, or... <laughs> <laughs> or they Give have... me the books with no punching. <laughs> That's what I loved about Inferno. Like, th- wow, I said that weird. weird. <laughs> Inferno! <laughs> That's the way everybody says that word. <laughs> Inferno. So, uh, Jonathan Hickman's book, in- Inferno, you know. You're really committing to this. I am. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Great. There's not been a ton of punching in it, and I've loved it. No, it's a very different tone. It's more like schemy, but uh, it's been very light on punching, and I'm starting to like books that are light on punching. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe there's, there's, what, this is a whole genre. <laughs> light on punching, big on feelings. <laughs> I like that you had to pull out the announcer voice for that. Oh, these feelings? They're going to be big. Your announcer voice is so good. (laughs) In a world where superheroes don't punch, but instead only kiss. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that got spicy. (laughs) I'm just saying. I was still thinking of Inferno where there's... God, I said it again. (laughs) That one was unintentional. Where there is kissing, but no punching. Taking out crime one kiss at a time. Imagine a superhero who's like, hey, I know you stole that, but what if I just give you a smooch and you put it back? <laughs> Love this. Want this book. <laughs> Christy wants some sort of smooch-based superhero. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to get into some Twitter questions? We have kind of a chunk, so let's do it. Alright, our first question comes from Hat Jason Large. Which superhero would have the worst animal sidekick based on their name? I could joke and say Maggot, who is a superhero who has two maggots. Oh. He's a mutant and they are part of him. Mm. The, but the, I like Maggot. I think he's fun. I thought of another good one and I can't remember what it was. Okay, what if Sink Sink's animal sidekicks? We're like members of InSync. That's not an animal sidekick. <laughs> Listen, humans are animals. Humans are animals. <laughs> okay, okay. I have been giving the idea of like Spider Woman having a spider sidekick, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. Like, <laughs> the worst what if cyclops had a cyclops like the mythological creature 
Uh, let's see. And Robin could have a fun little bird. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what if Batman had a bat? All none of these sound like a bad idea. <laughs> a bat idea? Uh, yeah. Everybody should have an animal sidekick. True. They would all be adorable. Yeah. I don't like. I can't think of a bad one. Mm. Even like I'm like spider. Yes. Like talking to a look like a little spider. Sweet. Love that. Yeah. I am too fond of creatures for this. There's nothing that's like, ew, gross. <laughs> but I guess if we're defining worst as like, like least useful, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if I have an answer for that because I feel like all animals would just be great. You just have a really Disney princess mentality. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Even little cockroaches can help you out. Hey, that happened in enchanted and it was good mm-hmm. the cockroaches and the rats and the pigeons all helped amy adams they did it was very cute <laughs> i right. was not bothered by even that not even a little bit <laughs> all right there's our answer okay our next question comes from at lisbeth ann would you rather fight one wolverine or one super smart squirrel okay so we have to talk about wolverines a little bit um, there are times in Marvel comics where people tend to associate Wolverine with like the 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 man with the claws, the claw, mm-hmm. the clawman, the clawsman. Mm-hmm. Yes. With wolves. What? Yeah, like like they don't think a Wolverine's a real animal. They think it's like a wolfarine or something. Oh. Yeah. So a wolf, a Wolverine is like a is like a slightly bigger than a badger sized creature that Mm -hmm. is they're just they will rip you up they are mad Mm -hmm. i would rather fight a a super smart squirrel but i feel like a super smart squirrel could be really crafty they still don't have opposable thumbs Mm -hmm. and they could scratch at you pretty good but they they are they're not very sturdy (laughs) i guess that's fair Mm -hmm. have you ever heard about crack squirrels though what's a crack squirrel so Crack squirrels became a problem in Central Park back in the 80s because people would leave their their wrappers from like crack or their their pipes around and the squirrels became addicted to crack. So they would get kind of kind of rowdy? Yeah, they would. People would get attacked by crack squirrels. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I could have not known this. That's awful. So endemic of a certain time. So but we, we're talking about a super smart squirrel here, not a crack squirrel. Right. I think a super smart squirrel would probably not take crack. But, like, I'm imagining, like, a Home Alone-style squirrel. Oh, no. That sounds awful. <laughs> right. But a wolverine will rip you to bits. <laughs> okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a super smart squirrel could be reasoned with. <laughs> we could make it... We, we must... Make a deal with the squirrel. So I would, I would just, I could just bribe a super smart squirrel with like acorns or like. What if you introduce the squirrel to peanut butter? I feel like that would really be a game changer. Can squirrels eat peanuts? They're a legume. I think they nut. could figure it out. Is it good for them though? Yeah, but like, would he want it? If he's super smart, you know, like, do do I realize that like Coca Cola is not good good for so me? So are you saying the smarter you are, the more willing you are to? eat things that are bad for you (laughs) maybe (laughs) all right 
next question from at Robert Secundus. Which character doesn't need to be superhero, all of fiction, or nonfiction while we're at it, would be best suited to have as an animal sidekick, a sandworm from Dune? I can't say Paul Atreides. I can't say it. I cannot say it. He already has as many sandworms as he wants. So any character from fiction who needs a sandworm. I think Gwenpool would be great with a sandworm. I think it would be like make lots of like wall breaking jokes. It would be great. I think the crew from the mummy needs a sandworm. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. That's the best answer. You win. That's great. Can the sandworm fight the mummy? Sandworms versus mummies. <laughs> Rob's follow-up question, which would be best suited to have as an animal sidekick, a graboid from Tremors? Oh, have you seen Tremors? I think so. That's the one where, like, you can't walk on the ground or the the little wormy things come and get you. It's like very little sandworms. Yeah. It is still kind of the same concept, though. Right. Who needs a graboid? So, like, a tiny sandworm. Why do I feel like Daredevil would do really well with a sidekick with like because vibration based powers. That's I love it. That's a great that's a great <laughs> idea. Perfect. All right. Next question from at Asimov underscore fangirl. Two questions. Firstly, uh hello. And first question, if you could talk and understand a particular animal, which one would you choose? Mm-hmm. I feel like cats are a really bad answer because I feel like they would just be little butts. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I want to know what cats are thinking. Like, how right? much is it murder? Right? They're little, so, kill- they're little buzz saws, little killing machines. Like, I'm like, there's a cute answer and then there's like a useful answer. And I feel like a useful answer would be like spiders because mm-hmm. they'd be like, every you could know all the things. Spiders are pretty good communicate and they could understand you this is hard for me i feel like i can't just say birds because there's so many kinds of birds right but like some kind of bird would probably be pretty good oh around here house sparrows i'd know everything mm-hmm, there's house mm-hmm. sparrows everywhere yeah just those those little brown birds lbbs that'd be a good answer mm-hmm. thank you i feel like though like there, there's there's some there's some cute answers though like like red pandas, that would be real cute. But like, how many times would you get to you get to talk to like one red panda at like the, your closest zoo? Mm-hmm. But like, we don't have a dog. But if we had a dog, like I feel like conversations with a dog would just be hilarious because like dogs are so dumb. I think dog would be good because there's just there's a critical mass of dogs. There's just many dogs. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of dogs. Yeah, there are more dogs or cats in the country. Probably cats. I think so. Mm-hmm. Cats are also worse for the environment than dogs. Mm. C- cats are cats are considered an invasive species in North America. They are no good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Asimov Fangirl has also linked to us the unofficial Squirrel Girl theme song performed by Tom Taylor's kid and company here. Okay, we'll have to listen to that off mic. Okay, I have now listened to the song. The verdict is, Marvel, you need to fire Tom Taylor and hire his daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Love this. 
<laughs> that was delightful. We will have to link it in the show notes for right. you to listen to. Perfect. I I love when kids do things. I just like kids. <laughs> just like kids making stuff. I love kids making stuff. I think it's great. All right. Next question from at Arthur Stacy. Who wins in a fight with time to prepare? Jonathan or Tippy Toe? Tippy Toe. Yeah. Which is funny because I did say I would I would fight a squirrel. That that was you talking though, but like Tippy Toe taking on Wolverine, like Yeah, Tippy Toe. Mm-hmm. Tippy Toe's so smart. Smart squirrel. Right. Plus Jonathan's... Tippy Toe could like recruit many other squirrels. Many much squirrels. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't consider the recruiting of other squirrels. Oh no. In our, in our earlier. <laughs> situation would the squirrels be mad at me for all those museum preps i had to make in the analogy <gasps> they would know they would know i'm sorry <laughs> i had to do it to get an a okay i didn't even get an a so last question from at austin gordon if each of you had an animal sidekick that was re- representative of you ala jonathan what would it be um we, you've said this before about me, but it's funny because it's become a meme where um, ladies who are bi have this kind of have this kind of husband or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am apparently a golden retriever. Yeah, I don't know though. With the anxiety, am I still a golden retriever? I mean, golden retrievers can be anxious. Oh, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think any animal can have some anxiety. What what is, what is an anxious golden retriever? Are we talking about a different breed of dog here? I don't know. Like maybe like a German Shepherd. Maybe. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. Why do I feel like, in particular, our cat Jasper is actually my sidekick? <laughs> is he? It like, kind of like, oddly friendly for a cat, uh-huh. exceptionally needy, mm-hmm. but like, cute enough. That you want to keep them around. Yeah, it's true. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If I had to give another answer, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about other animals that are, like, so sweet that you just kind of tolerate all of the annoying things. Mm, ferrets. Ferret. Mm. That would be my animal sidekick. Perfect. You also kind of burrow in things? I do. <laughs> I do. I think that's a great answer. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to get into our accolades? Sure. Accolades. All right, Christy, what's the best line? All right. So my best line is actually in a conversation between uh, Doreen and a squirrel. And the, the squirrel asks, like, that Doreen's been translating, supposedly, from the squirrel to Laura. Mm-hmm. And the squirrel asks, what did you tell her? And Doreen says, oh, you know, what she needed to hear. And I just loved that moment after this huge, long, eloquent speech. And we're like, wow, that's a that's a really eloquent squirrel where we just discover that Doreen's just been, like, making it up. Just- Yep. I'm like, oh, that's a sweet line, but also like totally, absolutely what she would do here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your best line? Mine comes from Gabby, who says, 
to Laura after Laura says that she can't talk to Wolverines. Of course you can talk to Wolverines. Anyone can. <laughs> That's a really good line. It's it's hilarious. Anybody can talk to Wolverines. It is such a thing a kid would say. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. Who is the greatest hero? Uh, Laura. Laura. And w- yes, this is a daily double. But I want... So hit it, Matty Wilson. But follow up, why did you pick Laura as the greatest hero? Because she was a good sister at the end there. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the being able to admit that, admit when you're wrong. Uh-huh. That is a, that is a true hero. Aw. Mm-hmm. What about the coolest moment? Uh, the ending being real cute. That was real cute. My coolest moment was we were really I was really worried that the dad was gonna be dead in the box. And, and then he, he just pops out and he's like totally fine. It was just the squirrel in a shoebox. I know you were you were waiting for a real like seven style, like what's in the box? <laughs> like if squirrel girl's in the comic, like I was pretty sure the squirrel wasn't gonna be dead, but I just loved just the enthusiasm. With, awful. <laughs> which the squirrel jumped out. He's ready to rock. Okay. I am excited to share with you my Crusher Creel Award for Silly Villainy. Please go for it. What is the silly villainy of this issue? So my silly villainy goes to the boy that kidnapped the squirrel. Sure. Because I guess he's our closest thing to a villain, yeah. actually, in this comic. Pretty light. But he gets silly villainy for uh, seeing Laura at the door and going, Wolverine! And then when he gets a closer look, he says, oh, you're a girl. Silly villainy. Uh, my silly villainy is also him, but for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Like, how long was he able to keep this squirrel in a shoebox <laughs> and not, like... Like, this was, like, this must have been, like, a project. <laughs> right. Like who? How he, did he capture the squirrel? He doesn't seem like an interested per like like a kid who like really has like a lot of focus, right? Like he's got like a Spider Man shirt on, yeah. So like I don't know, maybe he was hoping to get <laughs> bitten by a radioactive squirrel and gain squirrel powers. <laughs> who knew? Who knows? But I love I love our next accolade, the Key of C Award. It is the moment that we feel would be most enhanced by a musical number. Mm-hmm. And I think Gabby and Jonathan needed a musical number together. A little duet that maybe could have been really comedic, like mm-hmm. Gabby would sing a little bit and then it would be Jonathan's turn and it like it was making horrible Wolverine sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like what? how in Young Frankenstein they do the like putting on the Ritz, but the monster just kind of does it in his weird grinding uh... voice. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, mine is the flashback with Wolverine. Oh. And we could have had a reprise, but it could have had a key change at the end of the reprise to make it a little more hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we would have had that number there with the flashback, and then with Gabby like wanting to come with. There's a little bit of the like sad reprise there, but then the ending we get the key change and like mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. yep. I I love this. Yeah, it's wonderful. Why don't I write musicals? Because I don't know how. <laughs> All right, I have a feeling we might have a daily double here, but our next accolade is. Uh, Actually, one that this our same patron Jason Large gave us. I will go down with this ship. Uh-huh. What ship, uh, romantic or platonic, 
would you go down with? Um, the sistership of Gabby and Laura being good sisters. Absolutely. Daily mm. double. Hit it again, Matt D. Wilson. All right, and uh, I did not have a goodest hit because it didn't exist. I no have one a goodest. I have a goodest hit. Okay. Because it wasn't a physical hit. Oh. But I feel like it was high impact. Okay. And it was when Doreen, when Squirrel Girl, points at Laura and says, You have wronged the squirrel world! And it's like a really dramatic panel, and it's followed up with like two panels of Doreen pointing and like Laura totally unaffected. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. I thought it was just a really fun hit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the goodest. It was the goodest hit. Oh, well, thank you, readers, for joining us for this this discussion of this very fun issue and thank you jason large our patron for requesting that we cover it yeah um our next episode is going to be well it was going to be like a vote like a scheme of voting ones Mm -hmm. didn't didn't get anybody email me back except one so that one wins by default wow Wow. Answer your emails. To be fair, a lot of them go to people's spam. So please, patrons, if you are waiting on some sort of accolade, it is possible because we are very behind for certain ones. But like, please check your spam. Please check your spam folder. I know a lot of people who donate at the $3 level actually don't care about voting. They just want to give us $3. But if you if you've been like, wow, my voting choice hasn't been accepted. Or why isn't haven't they emailed me about voting? I probably have. I, I do keep keep pretty good on or pretty well on top of that yeah but it's gonna be the x-men crossover extinction agenda wait wasn't there exter never mind you're thinking executioner song or extermination yeah yeah i'm thinking extermination i'm like wasn't it an extermination agenda no there wasn't an agenda on there zero extinction and extermination like very similar that's not going to cause me any problems perfect All right, readers, Uh, you've got lots of ways to support Chris's. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Chris's Pod. You can email us at chrisesoninfiniteearths at gmail.com. You can rate and review us over at iTunes. We will shout out those five-star reviews on the show. We will read them out, whatever you tell us to say. Within reason. Within reason. Uh, You can also support us monetarily at Patreon and Kofi links in the show notes if you support us on patreon we have a lot of cool rewards that you can get just check it out on our website and until next time readers slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours <laughs>